Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high achievers living abroad. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create a simple lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 46, K-pop. What? <laughs> I have a special guest with you, here with me today, um, and we're also eating banana pancakes. <laughs> Uh, K-pop yogi Jen Cho is here, and we'll be just chatting and having a conversation about K-pop, yoga, entrepreneurship, and just making the dream happen. I met Jen at a party or a get-together with one of my other uh, yoga friends, Athena. Hey, Athena! <laughs> and it was just incredible, just good energy, good vibes, and I, I introduced myself to Jen, and the first thing that comes out of her mouth is this do you want to know my million dollar idea? And like being, you know, an ideas person, I'm like, yes. I'm like, tell me, tell me. Because not everyone just says that at, you know, for the first conversation. And so she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here in Korea. You know, I moved to Korea from, you know, from, uh, from the States and I'm, I'm going to do K-pop yoga. And I'm like, what? K-pop what? She's like, K-pop yoga. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Anyways, so like time passes by and like, you know, she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. And I see her again. I'm like, hey, Jen, I'm like, how's your K-pop yoga doing? And she's like, you know, making the dream happen, Dom. And I'm like, well, you better get on my podcast. <laughs> so this is this is this. This is this is the interview. This is the long awaited, long overdue um, just conversation that I've wanted to have have with her. Uh, please excuse my little puppy, Mo. So, Jen, tell us. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into entrepreneurship? Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm Jen. I originally um, am from the States. I spent some time in Canada before coming out uh, to Korea. I think growing up, my dad um, was a small business owner. So I think I'd always seen entrepreneurship in that sense, um, seeing my parents live that lifestyle. Um, and then I, I actually, so my background is in chemical engineering. So I was working in corporate roles. I was working in plants. I was doing, um, yeah, traditional engineering jobs. And then I kind of wanted to pivot away from that. Ended up um, doing my master's um, in business, got my MBA. And as I was doing that MBA, I realized, oh, literally anyone can start a business. <laughs> <laughs> literally anyone. Um, and so then I was like, well, I should do my own. And so while doing the MBA, we had to come up with different ideas for projects or stuff about things you'd want to be working on. Um, and so I'd come up with other ideas with friends and stuff, but none of those ideas really stuck. And then um, with a friend, I traveled down to LA. We went and visited a hip hop yoga studio took a hip-hop yoga class and then I walked out of there and I was like I'm gonna do this with k-pop <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what brought me here <laughs> oh my gosh oh my it's so so incredible and it's like it just takes that one experience to really open your eyes to opportunity um and so tell us tell us about this idea your vision of mixing k-pop and yoga because I've seen k-pop i'm not like a humongous k-pop follower but i know it's like super big i remember I, I went back to the states last summer before this this whole thing uh happened to the world and there was a bts um figurines but like a whole 
display <laughs> at Target. And I was like, K-pop, what? <laughs> no, and it was like, and it was crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff has hit like, has hit everywhere. Anyway, so tell us about your, like your vision, yeah. K-pop, mixing it with yoga. What does that feel, look, feel like? What does that look like? Yeah, anyway. totally. Yeah, so I grew up, I grew up listening to K-pop. I think that's how I learned my Korean, really. Um, I would like buy CDs and then like this is back in the day when we had CDs (laughs) (laughs) just aging myself here (laughs) and then back in the day when like they would have lyrics inside like the CD booklets and so then I know I'm so giving it away so then we would like I would bring that back (laughs) totally I'd be so in so then I would like listen to the songs and then follow the lyrics along um in the CD booklet to like learn the songs and that's how like my Korean um got to be where it is today like I Totally awesome. owe it to K-pop. Um, also mom and dad, but probably K-pop. <laughs> and so then, um, yeah, grew up listening to K-pop. And then yoga is something that I found in college and kind of into my adult um, life. And it's a practice that I keep coming back to. Um, it started out as a way for me to, like, work out and, you know, not do cardio and still move my body. <laughs> I hated working out when I was younger. Um, but then just kind of fell into it and really loved it. Um, and then also, you know, as I got older, it helped really manage some of my like depression and anxiety and really worked through some of those things through yoga. So it's a practice that I kept coming back to. Um, and then after that hip hop yoga class, I was like, why wouldn't I mix the two things I love the most, K-pop and yoga, put it together. And so for me, when I think about it, um, I think most people, when they think about yoga, it's this really Zen, um, quiet meditative practice I don't know if you can tell but I'm so not so not those things it's just it just manifests in different ways with me I still have those qualities but in a different different look and so my idea for a k-pop yoga class would be something that's um higher energy a bit more um fun I want you to be able to laugh and like not take it so seriously I think oftentimes people we had talked about like can get really intimidated by yoga and like think oh I don't have a yoga body I can't I can't sit still (laughs) and so it's like well you don't have to do any of those things actually and you do have a yoga body because you have a body (laughs) (laughs) it's that easy oh my gosh I could do yoga (laughs) yay Totally. And so it's just creating this space where it's like, and I think that's also kind of what K-pop lends itself to Mm -hmm. is also just being able to express yourself in the way that you want it. Um, And then just combining that with yoga. So it's just having like some of the chill beats in the background and then kind of moving through yoga sequences and doing it in a way that's just really low key laid back but still fun and you're still working through your body and still noticing and creating that awareness um, which is kind of what the yoga brings to the table so awesome so awesome I love it (laughs) okay everyone hear hear that if you have a body which I think you all do you can do yoga too Um, so no this is this is great because I was just telling Jen before we got on the interview that I was intimidated for a very long time of taking yoga classes because when I would like go to a class, you know, everyone is like, I don't know, just in these incredible poses and they're, they make it look so seamless. And I, I would start out, I'm like, I'm totally a newbie, I'm intimidated. So I, I like this because it's, it's creating um, access in a different way to an art, uh, to a, 
to an exercise or a movement or a practice that can bring a lot of awareness to our lives. Um, so I want to go back to being an entrepreneur. And like you, I'm a solo entrepreneur now. And I wanted to ask you kind of what was that, what have been like your biggest struggles transitioning from a corporate job to full-time entrepreneurship? Oh my God. I feel like there's so much. <laughs> there's so much in that. Um, I think one of the biggest, so I just had my birthday last month in September. Oh. And right before my birthday, I had this like, I don't know, pre-birthday crisis that comes with mm. aging, growing another year older yeah. and kind of that moment of like, what am I doing with my life? And so I think <laughs> with a corporate job, it was like, there's a ladder. And you just climb yeah. the ladder. And that's how you define success, by mm -hmm. how many rungs you've mm -hmm. climbed on that ladder. In the world of entrepreneurship, there is no ladder. There are no rungs. There's no linear path to success. Mm -hmm. And you cannot judge um, your journey to anybody else's journey. Mm -hmm. And so that is like a completely different world to come into, especially coming from an engineering background where everything was black and white, mm. there was a logical step to mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so then coming into this space where it's like, I create targets for myself that I may or may not hit. <laughs> I don't even have to hit, really. Because um, nobody cares what I do or not do. Um, and it's just having to define those those measures for myself, I think self-motivation is one of the hardest mm. um, things to come come to into this world. Um, and I think with that is like kind of layered with, um, yeah, what is the meaning of success? What, um, how do I maintain this vision? And then because I'm doing it by myself, I think it's also difficult because then it's, you got to make sure that you build a network because otherwise... I don't know, it's going to be really difficult for you to continue on in that journey if you only have yourself to talk to, I guess. <laughs> I need more friends, Jen. <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> no, and, and, and so I like, I, like this, I like this segue into, you know, how do you actually make your ideas real knowing that the journey is going to be lonely in the beginning? Oh, man. Yeah. Because just like you started out not knowing anything, um, dibble, you know, dabbling in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, uh, and it's it's truly it's truly been a journey. Um, and being self motivated, I, I would have to say, like, yeah, that's that's tough. Um, so, what do you do yeah. <laughs> to be self motivated? How do you motivate yourself on those days when you're like, I don't want to do anything? Yeah, I think it's been it's been really interesting um, being in Korea, not being around friends or not being around long-term mm. long friends, mm. right? Everyone here is someone... I, I came to this country not knowing anybody other than, like, my mom and my aunt, maybe an uncle, <laughs> maybe a cousin or two. Like, I, I really didn't know anybody coming to this space. Um, so for, I think, for a while, in all honesty, it was um, learning to rest. Mm. And so the self-motivation, I... I think it's a fine line between being motivated and also resting for me personally. Mm -hmm. So I'm someone that always felt like I have to hustle. I have to keep moving. I'm not. And, but that, that whole thing stems from this idea, um, the self story that I'm not good enough. Like mm -hmm. that was what's triggering 
the idea that I need to hustle, that mm-hmm. I need to keep doing and performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I think, being here and not having a job, not having a corporate nine to five, mm-hmm. not having um, my my original group of friends or mm-hmm. that support mm-hmm. system here has really made me slow down and have to think about, okay, well, what actually is important to mm. me? What are my values? Um, and then especially with the coronavirus, redefining mm-hmm. what those values are um, in this new world, in this new space. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, being unmotivated is a thing. Um, and I think in those moments, I need to just, I always have to just break down whatever the bigger goal is mm-hmm. and then make the smaller steps to get towards there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm, I'm working on finding kindness for myself and saying, that's okay. If you don't want to do this now, you don't have to do this now. You can rest mm-hmm. and just um, work on something else or, um, yeah, create that space um, just to be in stillness because I think that's a practice that I yeah. did not do for 30-some-odd yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and so it's like relearning those patterns, um, yeah, and kind of coming into a different space in that sense. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask a deep question now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jen's Korean-American, I'm Filipino-American, and both of us, we were just chatting before also that, you know, having this overachieving uh, personality and to overcome that <laughs> as we're stepping into this space of entrepreneurship. So Jen, for you, uh, and kind of that connection to your parents and like just your culture and everything, um, what has been, what has been like the big aha moment or the big transition for you with your parents and just kind of explaining what you do to people that don't understand what you do? <laughs> Such a good question. So it's funny you mentioned the, yeah, the high achieving bit because I always feel like I have to like preface myself by saying like I used to be an engineer (laughs) like again nobody cares but it's like oh I feel like I have to say this and my parents don't feel like I completely threw away a degree (laughs) four years of my life doing that but I think it's funny my parents are my parents are amazing I think because my dad was always a self um Mm. what is the word um Uh, self-motivated or did his own businesses um when I told him that I wanted to do my own business he was like cool yeah let's do it like so very supportive um but conflicted because he's still super old school and traditional so it was like if my daughter does this when is she gonna get married (laughs) (laughs) like what (laughs) like that moment Um, And then I think for my mom, it was a risk. So she had seen my dad succeed and fail um, through his own businesses. And so she didn't want to um, see me go through the same thing. So for her, it was, why would you leave a low-risk, secure position? You know, at the time I was working for, um, I was doing a provincial government role in Canada. So why would I leave a government job to do something that's so high-risk and so, um, yeah, insecure? Um, in that sense and so for her she was more worried about that but I think at the end of the day my mom was here with me in Korea and so then she started to see me do the business and do the things and her seeing me do that was like oh she actually okay she's got this like she's doing something she actually is really happy to do and so I think mom seeing that reinforced 
okay, yeah, no, I can do this. I've got this. And mm. I'm, I'm doing the right thing for me right now. Mm. And seeing my mom acknowledge that also then just reinforced like, oh, yeah, no, I am. I am on the right path. I am doing what I love. So then that, yeah, that really helped um, create that space. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's good because I think it's, it's good to be aware of, you know, it's, it's a challenge to jump from one thing that's so known into something that's unknown and then having that support system from like your family and your friends. Um, I'm gonna pivot a little bit and ask you about, uh, in terms of making that decision from a financial standpoint, uh, and you don't have to get into the nitty gritty details, but like what were your, what were your uh, must haves or like what did you have to have in place in order for you to make that jump from a low risk, a stable government secure job to a high risk you don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So luckily, um, because I had done engineering, I was I was making a fairly good salary, and so I was able to save quite a bit mm-hmm. before I made my move out here. So I made sure that I had um, a bit of runway um, before I moved out here, um, and then my goal was to then be able to make a living here to then live off of. Mm-hmm. Or spend all my money, and then (laughs) (laughs) I have zero dollars, and then I have to go back into engineering. That was my master plan. (laughs) So not a whole lot of thought. It was just, I have this bucket of money. Let's (laughs) let's spend it all. And then if I don't, great. If I can turn it into something else, even better. Um, But if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And just trusting that, yeah, I'll figure it out when I need to. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's a privilege. Like, yeah, I want to yeah, be clear yeah. that that's a very privileged yeah. thing for me to say, that to be able to say that I've, I have this money and I, did, I didn't have to worry about it. And yeah. I recognize that wholeheartedly, yeah. Yeah. Um, that it's a very privileged thing um, that I get to experience right now yeah. being yeah. here and not having to worry about where's my next um, paycheck coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what my engineering background has gifted me with is yeah. this time here. No, and, and, I, and I think that's important to consider um, if, if any of the listeners out there are thinking about starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur, you know, having that financial foundation is critical to your success. And like Jen, uh, I'm super privileged because my spouse is working full time. So then I'm able to do podcasts like K-pop what? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, and, and, but it, it does, it does take, and, you know, and we have three kids and, you know, we need to support our family. Um, but even, even within that, if you do have entrepreneurial inklings, you can still pursue your ideas with your job. If you allocate your time and your resources and your energy to those ideas. And I'll leave that at that. That's for like another podcast. <laughs> um, all right, and so Jen, last question. How do you define success? This is like an ever-moving target for me. I think when I first started, it was like open a studio in two years, open 10 in five. Like it was oh, wow. super ambitious, but it, it came from that mentality of like there's a ladder and you got to climb it. Mm. And now, post-corona, I feel like my values have shifted and it's no longer so focused on that end goal. I'd like to have a studio at some point, but I think for me now, um, it's more of 
how can I create experiences for other mm. people where they can really enjoy K-pop and enjoy yoga. And so now I'm, I'm redefining what that looks like. So I'm trying online classes. I'm, I've got a retreat coming up. Um, I'm thinking about what are some other in-person things that I can do, especially in Korea. We've gotten back down to level one, and so a lot of the restrictions have lifted mm-hmm. in terms of meeting in person and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it no longer is guided by what the material gains mm-hmm, could mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, more, uh, it's more qualitative in the terms of, like, am I happy doing it? Do mm-hmm. I get excited to show up and do this in this mm-hmm, way? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I don't know, just trying to keep more of that open-mindedness. I feel like that's what's gotten me here in this past year since I've started this business. It's only been a year. Wow. Yeah, but I've already <laughs> done so much in that space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think part of that was because I was able to stay open to new opportunities and not being solely fixed on this one end goal of mm. having a studio. Um, so it's kind of letting that go and thinking about, yeah, what are some other ways that I can show up um, and share my practice mm-hmm. so it's it's an ever-moving target um, but yeah I think if I can talk if I can just grow my connections and if I can get happy if I am happy teaching and doing those things then to me that's to me that's success yeah um, sorry that was like my phone making a weird crazy noise <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love that. I love that, Jen, because, yeah, I, I do think as an entrepreneur and just in life in general, you can be an entrepreneur or you can be working um, at your job. Like success changes all the time as much as you change. And so if you're open to seeing other opportunities, like, yeah, being open to adapting, changing, shifting, like totally like the post-corona world. Yeah. What are we going to do next, everybody? <laughs> How are we gonna how are we gonna stay connected? How are we gonna continue laughing? Like Jen is such great energy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you should come over all the time. <laughs> She's just making me giggle the whole time. Um that I, I had to do a few takes for the intro because I'm like, oh I'm I'm like smiling too big. Um and and yeah, and I lost my train of thought. But okay, Jen, how do we get in touch with you? How can listeners uh check out your K-pop yoga online classes, connect yeah. with you via social media? Yeah, social media would be the best. Instagram is my main form. So my Instagram handle is Nacho Yoga. And it's not like tacos and nachos. <laughs> it's confusing. It's not N-O-T-C-H-O yoga. So the idea being like, it's it's not your yoga. It's my yoga. So I'm going to do it however I want to do it. <laughs> so Nacho Yoga. Um, so yeah, if you find me there, I announce most things on there or if you wanted to shoot me an email um i founded a uh, company called one zoom so zoom is the korean word for breath and so the idea being one breath um so yeah if you email me at hello at onezoom.com i can also yeah chat via email and then yeah check out the website onezoom.com yeah that's it awesome yeah awesome awesome Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so great. I hope you all got something out of this episode. If you did, definitely shoot Jen an email or shoot me an email. Let us know how we're doing. Who else do you want to hear from? Like, this is your podcast. Like, I want to create uh, a community and to interview people that uh, have led very interesting lives, had made bold decisions because if you're on that boat where you're redefining success, personal or professional, you have to get around different ideas and people that have taken bold steps. 
So just to leave you with that, uh, remember to be positive, be bold, and take action every day. All right, see you next week.